Hello and welcome to the 44th episode of Wiping Out the Norm. This is your host Radhika Pajoria and my guest for today is one of the first few female fund managers of India, Shivani Basin, the founder of India Ordinatives. Shivani has had more than 15 years of private equity experience in both US and India. Her academic credentials include an MBA from Wharton and her career has included pivotal roles at renowned private equity firms like IDFC Private Equity, Like Your Capital and GE Equity before she started out her own fund. In my conversation, Shivani speaks about how she was one of the first women fund managers in India and how persistence helped her achieve success. She also shed light on the gender biases that she faced as a women investor when she was fundraising for the first time. Any founders hearing this podcast, you should hear her speak of what she looks for in a founder's pitch because she definitely has spurred some beings around that in our conversation. I hope you enjoy listening to our conversation. For uh, being on the show with us, it's all about women who have wiped out the norm. And you've been one of the forefront leaders in fund management space because you launched your fund in 2011 at a time when the word fund would, funder was also not known as much. And you've seen all cycles of, uh, you know, fund uh, getting evolved into the Indian landscape and startup founders getting bigger and bigger with supporters like yourself. So tell me as to what triggered you to start your own fund because you had a stellar journey in other funds in the US. You worked for about 14 years. So what was it that made you come back to India and start a fund specifically for India? So Radhika, first a huge round of applause to you for actually taking the initiative for getting women like me on your network, on your ecosystem. Uh, it's really wonderful and, uh, and you know, hats off to you for doing that. Okay. So... How, yes, you're right. I lived in the US for 14 years. And one day I said, okay, I've had tremendous experience mm-hmm. here. I've got my education here. I did my undergraduate at a small liberal arts school called Mount Holyoke. I got my MBA from Wharton, started my journey on Wall Street. I worked at PE funds. Uh, but the tug of India was sort of gnawing at me for a few years prior. And uh, finally, I said, you know what? Let me let me try this mm-hmm. and let me see how it goes. Yeah. Um, I worked, I moved to India, of course, I had, uh, you know, opportunities at some of the large US funds when I moved. Uh, But I specifically wanted to, uh, I wanted freedom, flexibility, and I wanted a platform where I shared the value system and and the ethos. Mm. Uh, And I actually joined Louis Miranda, who was my boss here, wonderful guy, uh, at IDFC Private Equity. However, I felt that uh, as I was there, I realized that there was a very big gap in the market, mm. in the mid-market. Mm. So there were homegrown funds and there were large international funds that had become very large. Mm. And there were early stage, you know, angel funds. Yeah. But this in-between stage uh, was was very exciting. Mm. There's a very wide space. By the way, it's still very exciting. Yeah. And I said, let me explore this mm. and see, you know, if there's something that can be done yeah. here. When I was five months pregnant, huh. I someone said, hey, Shivani, you know, you keep talking about this mid-market thing. Go meet this person and he he's looking around to sort of, you know, invest in a startup fund. Uh. So I just went, just like I'm sitting here and having a cup of coffee yeah. very naturally with you. I went and met this gentleman and he was a proper businessman. He was the promoter of a financial services firm. Okay. His name shall remain uh, unsaid, <laughs> okay, but, but uh, I met him. 
And uh, I told him my vision. I told him, you know, I said there was a white space. It was very exciting. I told him that my background in the US was all mid-market mm -hmm. investing. So it lent, you know, it lent itself very mm -hmm. naturally to uh, to start and to lead a fund like yeah. this. And uh, he turned around and said, I'm really excited. I'm very convinced yeah. and I would like to back you. Yeah. And he threw out a number which uh, <laughs> I thought I'd heard wrong. So I had to ask him was again. Uh, we got too little, too big. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then, of course, being a, you know, had I been a man, I would have jumped across the table, and I shake, you know, shook his hand and said, uh, "Thank you." Mm. Uh, but I'm a woman, mm. uh, so I turned around and said, "Wait, wait, wait!" You know, but there's something you must know. I'm five months pregnant, uh. Uh, and he turned around and said, "Congratulations!" And he went back to the pitch book. Yeah. So I. <laughs> I was wondering, I said, did he hear me right? But he definitely heard me. I'm yeah. quite loud, as you can see. That's only uh, the reverse, you exactly, know? Exactly, exactly. And then I went home and I met my husband and I said, uh, you know, I had a very crazy day. This is what happened. And I told him the story and he said, I want to back you. And uh, he said, uh, and when I said I'm five months pregnant, he said, congratulations. Yeah. And my husband turned around and said, okay, great. Congratulations. <laughs> I said, if all these men around me are saying congratulations, yeah, means it's possible, right? right. And uh, so I said, I'm going to try. What's the worst that'll happen? Yeah. It won't succeed, and you know, uh, then I'll join. I'll join some other platform. I'll figure something else out, right? From 2000 to uh, 11 to 14, yeah, uh, was a very startup period for India alternatives. Mm. Uh, it was me knocking on a bunch of doors. Very sequentially, yeah. uh, you know, pleading, uh, persuading, yeah. convincing, begging. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, you know, you convince that one bank, then they would, yeah. you know, say, okay, fine, just don't come here anymore. <laughs> I'll give you something, stop coming. Well, yeah. uh, and, uh, but, you know, it was it was a lot of that. Then in 2014, we became quite stable. Yeah. And from 2014, the journey has has been, uh, you know, the different challenges as you grow in scale. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but from 2014, we've been we've Got been it. stable and we've been, you know, moving ahead. You said that uh, your board of advisor really helped you. Yes, to yes. Doors. So can you tell me how yeah. did you meet that person? Actually, it's okay to disclose. Absolutely. So um, I'll disclose the name. She, uh, this is a woman called Ranjana Kumar. Okay. Who is phenomenal. So she was one of the first women to become the chairperson of a public sector bank in India. Which one? Uh, she was the chairperson of Indian Bank. Okay. Yeah. And she turned it around. And she was also the first woman vigilance commissioner in the country. Wow. So in that role, uh, she has she is responsible to prevent fraud in any of the public sector undertakings. Yeah. Very tough lady. And I, you know, when I came back to India and the goal was to raise money from, you know, local institutions, huh. I spoke to a whole bunch of people. Her name came up. But she sat on the board of, you know, the Tatas and this and that. <laughs> so, and here I was a complete startup. Uh, but I met her several times and sort of, you know, convinced her the first few times. She said, oh, this is sounding very nice. What you're doing, huh. very sweet. But, you know, I'm not. Not interested. <laughs> but over time, I think we developed a rapport. Yeah. And she started getting confidence in, in what I was doing and what I was building. And she finally agreed to come on board. And she sort of, you know, helped make a few introductions in the early days. And yeah. then of course, uh, it was about closing those things, right? So people can make introductions, but you have to go out and you have to close it. Yeah, right. And then it, then it was very sequential. Do you remember how did you reach out to her? Firstly, was it a cold email, LinkedIn reach out through a person? I tried through somebody. Okay. You know, I tried connecting through somebody. So yeah. I did get a meeting. So it right. wasn't completely cold. Huh. Uh, but, uh, 
yeah but i but i do recall that it took several several yeah. meetings to convince her yeah. and finally and she wasn't giving me a meeting <laughs> uh, but finally she gave me she happened i think one of her uh, flight was delayed back uh, to hyderabad something like okay. this <laughs> so she had some time to kill in the airport so she said if you could come and meet me near the airport then i'll meet you up now so that was how i first met her must have really and yeah. the airport authority i didn't i did <laughs> i share like i said i share your tenacity and yeah. still so i think that helps yeah right yeah. but um, you know uh, your portfolio now looks uh, full of people who have been well established yeah. in their businesses yeah. but there is one woman that stood out to me padma ja from nst yes, that yes. supported yes. so how did that uh, happen how did you yeah. choose to invest in her yeah you know so to be honest we had already invested in nsdl uh and we knew padma ja before now we are very very familiar with the entire ecosystem yeah. so we were very excited when she came and she became the ceo of nsdl yeah. um and a lot of the companies that we back are mid market uh. when we invest in them and subsequently become very established right. so i'm very proud when people say we looked at your portfolio and yeah. it's all established because trust me it wasn't like that when we invested <laughs> in them and not all of them were super uh. established uh but yeah padmaja stands out i think having women investors and i'm sure you have you know doing such a such amazing work as you do i'm sure you have done the research on seeing how women fund managers and you know yeah uh actually spur the ecosystem of getting more women leadership at the top in portfolio companies right and what we found is that we either like we would love to back phenomenal companies mm. backed by women founders mm. but even if that's not the case today we can sit and say hey even in our portfolio yeah. are there women that can rise to the top like a banmaja mm. are there women that can actually go from being mid level to very senior level positions to mm. the cxo role uh you know and and how do we support them in that journey how do we equip yeah so as you know we do a lot of activity Correct. you know to kind of inspire confidence mm. to to support women yeah. uh, to to getting there because uh we find that a lot of times uh you know men and women at a certain level the man will be uh, very overconfident huh. right and will say that he possibly knows more than he does yeah <laughs> and the woman will hold herself back and she may know a lot but she will say listen wait a minute i'm uh, you know i'm not totally sure yeah uh i you know because women tend to be perfectionists i'm generalizing of course yeah uh and uh, you know so so then if you inspire them if you equip them with skills most of the time they already know their stuff right. but they just need that last you know push yeah. to get them there yeah that's yeah. true yeah. and like you said that uh, when there are leaders on top they can make this change happen yes for example you are yeah. leading the fund that you can see that okay in your portfolio companies this is a rising star who i can make a leader exactly. in the business exactly usually it's not taken care of exactly absolutely i mean and we have portfolio companies where you know they have hired senior people or they want to hire senior people it comes to the board and you know i asked the question as to who all were considered huh. and I, i i look at the names and they're all men and i say do the search again yeah <laughs> yeah you know at least consider women yeah, yeah. exactly so well, yeah. why do you think this unconscious gender bias still exists where people don't even think about considering women for the leadership level role it's it's i think it's unconscious i as you said it's unconscious uh, i think it's also um you know a lot of times it's just familiarity right you just want to hire more people who look and you know are like you correct the um, familiarity bias rarity bias also right and then uh, it's just easy uh, i mean frankly people are so busy 
<laughs> so, but so you need to push. Yeah, to yeah. push to make that change. I um, saw that uh, you took an exit from Enamor. Yes, twenty nineteen. Yes. Could you tell us the story of how you happened to find the founder? Yes. invest into them and yes. plan an exit. Absolutely. So Enamor was a very very exciting story. So I don't know how much you know about our fund thesis, but one of our fund uh, you know investment thesis is women oriented consumption, yeah. right? and we find that this is a massive opportunity it's over a trillion dollar market in india and we find that the urban middle class indian woman is going through a very dramatic change mm-hmm. where earlier she if she had discretionary income she was not prioritizing herself yeah. she was prioritizing her husband her children her wow. house right and today she's saying listen if i'm not happy i'm not healthy and i'm not fit then my family isn't either right, right? and so enamor you know came out of that huh. uh, out of that sort of uh, nuance yeah. thesis and uh, we do uh, uh, a lot of our deals that we end up doing are with let's say uh, you know small uh, investment bankers uh, you know proprietary deals but also small investment bankers one man shops this was a small investment banker this was one individual who actually did not for profit work with the promoter on the weekends okay and so we connected with him and said this is a company that we really are excited yeah. about we know that you have a good relationship yeah. with this promoter you know please please introduce us yeah. and help us get it and uh, so we that's how we met sumir yeah. and uh, that's how we got introduced to enamor okay and what was very interesting about enamor was we said you know when we got into the company we said listen the product is amazing the management team is fantastic but we had but there was a slight dissonance in terms of the uh, brand and what they stood for yeah so when we invested the brand was transform yourself Huh. And we said, listen, all the work that we are doing is suggesting that women are feel, feel great about themselves. Mm. So we don't need to transform mm. ourselves, right? And uh, the board was very open, so huh. it was a board-run process. We hired a consultant, okay, to go interview women in you know, in urban cities, in tier two cities, and they came back and they just showed us a video on the board meeting, huh. and it was amazing. It was all these women who said, "I'm feeling great about my body," huh. right? And so we actually helped pivot the brand to fabulous as I am. Oh, and so this was a very, very interesting uh, sort of story and and something that came out of Enamor. Yeah. Of course, you know it was a matter of time before uh, they did very well. They grew, and then in 2019 there was an opportunity uh, that that uh, arose. To sell the company uh, to Advent, uh, but uh, tell me, I mean, you've evaluated both men and women. Like yes, you said that yeah. women are more conservative in yes. terms of both pitching yeah. and putting themselves out yeah. there. Yeah. How, what are some of the other differences that you've observed, and how have you changed? Uh, seen women change job also with yeah. time after uh, your support or any other investor or their mentor support. So I think you know, if I'm seeing a woman in a pitch, she usually tells me all the negatives about the business. Uh, right. uh, yeah. and uh, you know with so again i'm generalizing but yeah. but if it's a man i usually ask him what can go terribly wrong what uh-huh. keeps him up at night and with a woman i usually ask her okay that's the base case tell me the best case uh-huh. right what can go really right yeah yeah <laughs> uh and and i think that's the difference yeah uh and i feel just getting that support uh and be asked those questions not only at the time of investing but even yeah. at board meetings i think makes a big difference uh, to women you said that uh, you were said both good and bad i mean everything had yeah. two sides to it yeah, yeah. but a lot of people uh, don't speak about bad things as much but yeah. i'd like to know from you what were some of the 
not so good things in the US and both in India. In I mean, the US culture. in general, of course, uh, like I said, it's very warm, it's very open. It tends to be a little bit transactional, mm. right? Uh, in 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 nature, yeah. Uh, and so I think that's the bit that's not so great, right? Mm-hmm. And less slightly less relationship oriented and more transactional. Uh, whereas we are very relationship oriented, and I think yeah. that that's what's really actually helped us succeed. We've got a wonderful relationship with every single one of our promoters. Huh. I mean, Touchwood, all our investors. Yeah. Uh, you know, the team has. I mean, I have people who joint me as summer interns and huh. just grown through the ranks and and okay. uh, you know uh, the average tenure at India all to six and a half years huh. so so across uh, because of that touch yeah. of relationship orientation uh, it's it's very long term in nature yeah yeah I mean people uh, who think that there's a lot of brain drain happening in the country they should hear this because <laughs> yes very much relationship oriented it people is. don't it know about it absolutely cool we'll quickly do the rapid fire round okay. which um, sectors are you bullish on um, for uh, you know the coming year 2024 and 2025 when will you see the most activity happening and where in your alternatives you see um, you know investing very bullish on all our investment themes of women oriented consumption healthcare tech how did the name uh, india alt come in i know it's it's it has a direct meaning to it but how did you think about it when you were brainstorming on what the name of my fund could be we want the the name india there because we're going to be investing only in, mm. only in india and so of course india alternatives uh, alternatives because the alternative yeah, asset yeah. class right and then if you look at our logo, it's uh, an eye alpha. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you look at it very closely, it's a blue logo, but it has a little dot on top of the eye. <laughs> and uh, this was uh, this was the what the eye Dean told me, which I thought was fascinating. Uh, and he said, let's do this as a different color to, to show a bindi oh, for women. Nice. <laughs> so it's actually a deep pink dot on top of the eye. If you wow. look at it very yeah, carefully. Yeah. What's the best and the worst piece of advice that you've gotten? I know worst is a very strong word, but not so good piece of advice let me put it that way i think follow your passion is a very overrated piece of advice uh, most youngsters have no clue what their passion is and i think one of the best piece of advice is something i said earlier uh, think about how this decision will make you feel 10 years yeah. from now yeah. and i think that's one of the literally the best decisions uh, okay best so you- uh, piece of advice uh, i think my parents always said this but are you into reading books yeah, very much. Very Which much. is one of your favorite reads. So I'm actually reading a bunch of books right now. But one of the things that I'm, uh, you know, find very interesting is this book called The Mind-Gut Connection. Have you okay. heard of it? No. Okay. So it is just about how um, nutrition and, you know, plays a very important role and how your gut and your mind are connected. Okay. And so how you, uh, how you eat uh. Uh, has a very direct impact on actually your mental health and if i were to ask you that what defines uh, shivani yeah like what is that one trait what would it be uh i think i like to have a lot of fun and uh, and, and you know i want to feel a lot of joy in what i'm doing yeah right uh, so i think just that feeling of uh having fun you know performing but not losing not losing that sense of that that sense of joy and yeah. let's say that that inner child right mm. yeah because our show is uh about wiping out the norm. Yes. Title is that. I'd like to ask you an instance where you think you have wiped out the norm. Yeah. In a specific uh, instance, of, if you could explain that through your company or in your individual lives. Yeah. Uh, I think, again, just like being one of the few women founded GPs with local institutions, I think pioneering the whole domestic ecosystem yeah. in the country. 
getting getting the local ecosystem convinced about you know private equity in the early yeah. days that wasn't the norm uh, a, you know women starting a private equity fund uh, in 2011 yeah. was not the norm mm. uh, so i think uh, you know i'm i actually i'm finding it hard to think of ways in which i followed the norm great uh, shwani yeah. thank you so much for yeah. sharing your stories <laughs> wonderful to see you i really enjoyed it and wish you all the very very best thank with you. this and all your other endeavors thank you for listening to this conversation i hope it allowed you to dive deep into the mind of a senior women leader we are hopeful to see more such women leaders in the future who have piped up the norm if you loved this episode please share it with your friends who might be fundraising or building a business also tell us if you have any questions that you would like us to ask our women leaders till then stay tuned for our episodes where we speak with global women leaders from countries like palestine argentina mexico america india and others